Hello, fellow travelers. This is David Woods, your host and trusted guide. Welcome to our little fellowship as we gather to discuss the Christian life in a post-Christian world. We are broadcasting from Babylon with love. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct, distinct pleasure to be inviting for the first time on the podcast today, the one, he's already shaking his head, the one and only, <laughs> what I refer to as the beard. Now, I have a beard, as you know, some of you, um, but when I think of my beard, I think of my beard as like, like a little, like a junior beard, like training, training for things, but this man has the beard to end all beards. Um, also known as the mistress, from what I understand. Oh, uh, but the beard to end all beards, but not only the beard to end all beards, um, but this man is a, a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. This man is a lifelong follower of Jesus. This man also happens to be my brother-in-law. Oh, man, you're dropping that out soul. Oh, <laughs> and, and I have invited onto the podcast today Mr. Daniel Leach to talk to us a little bit about his life, a little bit about the Lord, a little bit about life with the Lord, and then living in Orange County instead of where he might want to be, which is Switzerland? <laughs> there are many, many options. <laughs> okay, here's how we're starting, Daniel. Here's okay. how we're starting. All right. Two weeks ago, you weren't at church. No. You're almost always at church. Almost Because you're a real Christian, right? <laughs> A lot of not real Christians go occasionally. Um, two weeks ago, you weren't at church. Mm. Why weren't you at church? I was in the wilds of Alaska. The wilds yeah. of Alaska. Bush, why would you, literally, Yeah. why would you be in the wilds of Alaska? Did something go wrong? Are you no. and your wife on good terms? Yeah, we know. I, I should have said father of four. Did fa- you just need a break? Of four, yeah. Just, you got to recharge sometimes <laughs> by hiking out into the bush. Uh, with just a knife and a water bottle. A knife and a water bottle. No joke. No joke. You're not filming a show. No. You're no. just a guy who thinks it would be a good idea mm. to go into the wilds of Alaska. <laughs> not one week before, I was reading to you the story or talking about that that guy who got attacked by that bear for mm. consecutive nights yeah. in the most remote place in Alaska and just got lucky enough, by the grace of God, honestly, mm. that's the the coast guard or whoever was flying over saw his SOS on the roof of this little nonsense little hut he was trying to survive in. Okay, and then you're like, oh, I'm going there on purpose. Um, yeah, bear season, bear country. Yeah. Uh, why were you there? Uh, so I'm part of a training program for a local survival school. Survival I'm, school. A school, an actual place where you learn to practice those things for fun or. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Some people say survivalists. This is like one of those bunker guys thinks the world's yeah. ending. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Like is the, it those guys? No, no, <laughs> oh. no. It's 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 something that kind of just fell into my lap in the last year. You know, we had this pandemic going on, mm-hmm. so I figured, hey, why don't we uh, go do some other things? <laughs> you were bored. You were bored. Yeah, I. It, the school is something that that I've been going to, really, just to kind of build skills. Because I'm camping a lot. I'm the type of person that with our family, with my kids, like we just like to be out hiking, be out camping, be out doing things. And so I just I went to initial class. I got something from for Christmas last year. It was like it started as a gift. It, it started as a gift. Hey, try one of these things. Like, hey. Here's an experience. And then this like I basically had this membership kind of fall in my lap. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll go. Build, build well, some skills. First time you went, where did you? What was it like? It's it's so it's up in in the local mountains, kind of by where Big Bear is, right? And it's uh it's they call it critical survival skills, and it's this kind of yeah you're merging kind of emergency first response, wilderness first aid, and then all those skills of shelter and fire and signals and water so, per, tra- water and traps and all if, all the things that if anyone's you know, seen the show alone yeah it's like those that thing it's yeah. like those making people. cordage out of grass and what kind of things can you eat and, to to yeah. test yourself to try to learn those sets of skills to to push something in you to just see if you can kind of make it in certain environments or to see or or yeah. because that's I mean you're you're always you're always the guy who's outside you're always the guy yeah. even with four pretty young kids 
I mean, when they were yeah, yeah. very young, it's like, where's Daniel? Oh, they're, they're off camping. <laughs> yeah. Why? These kids are two and one, you know? And it's like, cause that's what he does. They, he's, they're always going, always outside, always going, always outside. Never yeah. wearing shoes. No. Yeah. Usually not. Hobbit feet. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely some practical, just, yeah, the desire to be a little bit more competent and really the desire to be able to pass on cool stuff to my kids, right? Like, Hey, we're around the campfire. You don't have to just do the old school desert method we used to do. We just do like, you know, gasoline on the fire and, the, you know, the, the lighter. And it's, hey, we could do it with sticks. Hey, we could do it with, the, you know, so it's part of it is just that practical growth. And the other part is just a realization of how dependent we are on all of the comforts that we have in our in our upbringing. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but like the reality that we're so far removed from just the basic things and it's not that like you have to be able to do that but just i feel like there there's a certain i don't know desire to like reconnect with what it means to do things that are that are a little bit harder right like the light switch is a thing right Mm -hmm. like like you you go to bed and you literally just lay down on your bed you don't have to like fluff up leaves and like start a fire and keep that fire going all night and hope that the mosquitoes don't eat you and hope that the bears don't show up in your open air shelter like yeah. in Alaska. So it's like, there's little things like that where you, you want to just, uh, yeah, maybe test yourself, but really just kind of recognize that, you know, it's, it's historically like with, with humanity, like that was just a basic requirement, right? Like, like you just, if you wanted to eat, you, to cook your food, you just, mm. you had to know how to make a fire. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like none of that exists anymore for us. And so I think there's, there's this practical element, but then also just this kind of ah, pursuit of how do we kind of reconnect a little bit more with the, the harder things of, of being, being a person like outside of the construct that we've created and that we've all grown up in, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then you've grown up in the epicenter of sort of oh, yeah. what the most... Um, one of the most sort of wealthy, one of the most yeah. safe, one of the most comfort man, yeah, comfortable places, even in the most comfortable country, maybe of of all the all things. time of all, of all, of all time <laughs> of all like, time yeah, like, in all space. And so, what a contrast! Um, it reminds me. I mean, not to over, not to even spiritualize it yet, or in any way have to do that. Mm. But it does remind me of like the early monastics. The early monastics are overwhelmed by a decadent culture around them. Mm. And in some sense, they retreat to the desert largely to just get quiet and recognize their dependence on the Lord without all of the noise and distraction. It's not even just, oh, all of this is awful and I'm pure. It's, I think I am all of this too, and I need to kind of get away enough to actually reckon with what I am and what God is and get a little yeah. clear. It doesn't get easier. I mean, they end up calling them the spiritual, they call them spiritual athletes. Literally, that's the word that is used for the early monastics yeah. because as you're even describing, everything's harder when it's just you. Everything's harder when you're outside of the built environments and the and the comfortable culture and things like that. But yeah. it's interesting that, that at the heart of early monasticism is just this... Um, we're used to a lot more things than than are sometimes helpful for our thinking or mm-hmm. our walking even with the Lord. Now, again, not to force you into some spiritualization of it all, but you were talking a little bit about just some recognition of need or dependence, personhood. Yeah. Those kinds of things are in there. And it's almost... <sighs> it's almost impossible to separate yourself from all the things that surround us. Like, so you almost have to, in some way, force yourself to break away. Like, and we talk, you know, you've talked in the past about even just the, the, the prevalence of, of technology and social media and like, like not even just the decadence of like Orange County in itself, mm-hmm. but this other layer of, you know, one of the first things we did when we got to Alaska is we had to like to do like a military dump your bags. Like, yeah contraband check yeah like, yeah so everyone had to give up their I phones like like hey like don't don't bring your phone and there was a wait 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 like like i know you said just a knife and like a water bottle but like i mean but like i got like my phone i can take pictures how am i gonna take pictures of anything how am i gonna post how this am on I gonna, the gram yeah like <laughs> i need to be able to even like for me like or for my wife to see yeah like just you know i'll do a quick marco polo right hey here babe here's my shelter isn't <laughs> it cool marco right polo. like yeah but but it was really you know like 
intentional to say, nah, like, no, because that's a crutch. Like you're going to feel like, and literally like you feel that you've, you've suddenly recognized about an hour into not having your phone for real. And you're going to, it's going to be seven days that you're like, you've conditioned your hand to reach in your pocket every 45 seconds. (laughs) And you feel that and you go, wow, that's probably, that's probably something that is not okay. Like that's probably something that like, I need to recognize and, and check. And, and so I, it, 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 to tie into kind of what you're saying, yeah, like for sure, like that's a, that's a, that's a reason. Like you, you go out and you, you need to like separate yourself from the natural things. Not that the nat, like the, like the daily like grind is, is mm-hmm. a big part that we'll probably talk about of, you know, of kids and wife and work and, and all the things. And, but in, in the picture of that, you, you may not be, doing that on your on your daily basis in the best way because you also have these other things right Right. these other things you can't maybe you're not even aware that are impacting your ability to be the best you know husband man worker whatever because Mm -hmm. you're and so i I, you know in part for sure separating yourself or or even just yeah even that's part of why you go camping or you go out and like is because it, it breaks the cycle and it reminds you that there's more than just that picture, right? That that you day, do every day. And in this last year, I think for a lot of people, right, with COVID and, you know, for me, like I was working remote all, half the time, right? So it breaks you out of like, okay, my life is this little computer screen in the bedroom with the doors locked with kids, you know, hit, hitting the door <laughs> and then like breaking out to go and like help my wife discipline him and then, and then coming back and like, and like, and that's your entire little, and that's, you know, that's a good space in a lot of ways, but also you can forget that there's a blue sky outside that, that God made. Like you can forget that there's, there's so much beauty and there's so much more. And even just your perspective of who you are as a created being that God, you know, like, like, you need to be able to do that because otherwise it's just in your own mind of, Oh my gosh, okay. I'm got to make sure this happens and that happens. And, and, and then you can lose sight. So not that that's the entirety of it, but going to Alaska for an entire week and intentionally putting yourself through something that that quite frankly was a bit painful physically, Mm -hmm. like, and mentally, um, because uh, if you don't bring food, you have to find it all. Yeah. Or and it, and you don't always find it. Like <laughs> Tell me about that. So, okay, first of all, you got a heroic wife who lets you go away for a week. Oh my gosh. Which we could that's a whole, oh, a whole nother episode. Whole... Shout out to Kaylin. Yeah. Um okay, so you got a heroic wife. So selfish. Wonderful, loving kids. <laughs> wave goodbye. See ya. Hope we see you again. Yeah, cuz I'm not going to call you. Vo- not going to call can't you. Drop the Bears and starvation (laughs) are a part of this reality. Mm. You had a knife and a water bottle, and you have to eat how many meals a day? I mean, I don't know what a person needs exactly, but you have to eat. So, what are what is it like a week in Alaska with a knife and a water bottle? Yeah, it's uh, in the wilds. In the wild, yeah, and you got to hike in, and there's no trail, and so you're you're literally creating a path through and it was with a group it wasn't just me right so there's there's okay. a few folks there right um but yeah you're, you're hiking in you're finding a camp there, there was a river right alaska's got gosh some beautiful glacier rivers right and so we ended up finding this spot and you kind of set up your camp and then you gotta build a shelter right because you and you know it's it rains quite a bit in alaska it's like the pacific northwest but a little colder um and so you 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 get in there and you we built just basic lean twos which are you know one sided open and you build a little like fireplace so you can have your little fire, and then that's the name of the game. It's let's go find something to eat, and you're hoping that there's, you know, a bunch of blueberries and a bunch of raspberries and a bunch of blackberries and none of that was there because we just missed the season right like, so there's a couple berries that we could eat right so there's what they call watermelon berries and then wild cranberries literally all we could find wow and so you go and you you pick a handful and you eat them and then you go look for another bush and you kind of just make that a part of like a a daily routine like you just you see what you can find and so like the, that's maybe one of the the other things that just helps re ah, refocus you on the, the things that are important at least in that space is mm. you literally have to get up any drop of water you drink you have to go get from the river and you have to boil it 
So you have to make sure you keep a fire going. So like, so it's this kind of like rhythm of you're, you're getting up, you're boiling water, you're going to collect firewood so the fire doesn't go out so you can keep your water boiling so it's safe to drink. And then you go out into the, the woods um, looking for berries. And there's one other thing they, they grow, uh, it's called fireweed and you can eat the inside of the stock. Mm. And they're, you know, they're like not as wide as your pinky. So like you're, you're peeling apart these tiny little stalks <laughs> and sucking the, you know, the marrow out and you go, Oh, that was great. You know, like, and so all I have to say is, you know, if you need 2000 calories a day, normally we maybe got that the entire week. Wow. Just, I mean, and you still, yeah. and you're, you're having to walk around and look for it. So you're expelling energy yeah. to do that. And so, um, we did get one salmon though. You caught a fish. Caught a fish. Who caught it? It was one of the other instructors. Okay. We all were kind of spear. Spear made homemade. Car- so yeah. so that was the other thing we we made homemade spears and then we made hand lines. We carved little like hand fishing lines. Okay. So we were kind of doing all of that as a group. And so I went with one of the other instructors, kind of out on my own on our own, and then we. He was the one that got it, but we kind of did a little yeah. tag team. Because you are a spear fisherman, or you yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. It's a little, a little different when you... I would imagine. You got like an eight-foot pole, and you're on the bank, <laughs> or like in waist-deep river water, yeah. trying to like, you oh know, my gosh. get a salmon. And, you know, they're pretty big, too. And so you think, ah, it's cool. And yeah. you, you always watch those shows from your couch, and like, well, you know. Yeah. Like, I would... Why don't they just... Look at them all. Why don't they just get the fish? And Look like, at them all. And then when you, tr- when you miss like four times or you hit one and it like bounces off and you're like, well, wh- what? This is dumb, you know? Well, so, but you know, so we did get a fish. You got but a fish. there was 16 people there. Dang. And so you split and you each get a little, little bite. Tiny little bite. Yeah. Of... So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, hardest thing about the week. Mm. Or hardest moment. I mean, obviously you kind of just said like this yeah. like how do I sustain myself, get used to this, the, the food thing or whatever. But for you personally, what was mm. like hardest maybe moment of that week? Mm. You know, you hit, you hit about you know, day four or five when you haven't had much to eat. Um, eventually it felt like you kind of, your body adapts and your mind adapts and you harden and, you, and it's not, it was, the, the back end wasn't it right in the middle though. Like when you're, we had to do these like, exercises right we get like tested and things so where we'd, we'd have a a person that feigned being injured and because you're there still training yeah it's so not just like i'm still sh- trained yeah so you're, it's, you're not just doing yeah that's, it. it's like you're still actually working you're doing lessons right and practicing you things. don't just get to go go look for food the <laughs> that whole time would be a little easier yeah like yeah after this four hour <laughs> like lesson then you go look for your berries or whatever yeah so that <laughs> definitely not you know and then i'm also in the instructor program so i was actually teaching some of it too okay so I did the whole like medical section. Like I, I taught a lot of that and, you know, but there was this whole section where we, we had to go through all of the skills, right? So like, here's your person, they broke their leg. You got to find sticks and splint them and use your belt. And you, and then you got to build a shelter and then you got to build a fire. Then you got to build, like you had to do it in real time mm-hmm. as if it's a real emergency. And, and you know, when you're building these, you're, picking up these big rocks to like make a fireplace to like reflect the wall and you haven't eaten in four or five days. And I remember just physically that feeling like this is what this is. This is partially why they have the course this way is because they want you to have to like hit that, that have spot. that physical, physiological, emotional reality of like what that survival thing might be, mm-hmm. not just the skills. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's pretty easy when you practice to like, make a friction fire in your back patio like mm-hmm. with your water bottle and you you know you have a beer or whatever but like it's a mm-hmm. different thing than now you're in the middle of nowhere you're tired you actually haven't been able to do it and you have to like pull that you know strength within to to, to get it done but it, it's interesting i some people had a lot harder time like com- i would say comparatively right mm-hmm. um because, and i was thinking about that because the the nature of the maybe the the pace of life that that i've been in with the life stage i'm in with 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 young kids fairly close together um and trying to be really actively engaged in in all aspects of that i mean getting up in the middle of the night getting up early doing like doing all the 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 resilience i think that that has come from 
God, the last three years of Having doing that four kids, yeah, is is a a lot more than the single guy that's there who's right. out to like practice right. his skills, like. And so, like, that's and so I I felt like that, like there was it was hard, but it, there was never a point where I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, mm -hmm. Lord help me, I'm gonna. Quite frankly, that's a much more common like drive when you you know when you're in the, more of a, a that daily pace, right? So it was almost yeah. like like we talked about earlier, That's like you're, you're, you're kind of like recharging and it's still hard and it's still yeah. like, you know, physically challenging or whatever. And you're trying to learn things or whatever, but, but you're in this new space and you're, you're able to kind of remember easier. I, and I think there was a, a point, right. Where I'm going to, to go spear fishing with, they had, there's two other guys that had left and they had, I was going to go find them. And so the head instructor's like, you're good to go out by yourself, right? You've been around for a while. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. sure. So you have a bear spray? No. Here, take a bear spray. You, you got a radio? No. Here, take a radio you should. just in case. <laughs> just in case. And uh, I think they went like a mile down that way. Go find them and then, you know, tell them to hurry up because yeah. we're hungry. Whatever, you know, like. <laughs> and so there was a period of time where I'm hiking through the Alaskan bush totally by myself. And, and it's just picturesque, right? I, I mean... You have I saw some of those. you have images of Alaska, right? Like yeah. it's like you're on this river bank, which is this beautiful river. There and literally there's the snow capped mountains on either end of the place we're at. And then there's the forest, which is super lush and green. When you fly back into Orange County, you're like, Oh my gosh, why do we live here? What it's are we just doing? brown. What are we the doing? only green Everything's is in the dead. suburbs. Everything. And it's fake. It's fake. We're in a dead place. Oh, no. oh my gosh. And like <laughs> But you know, just and so you're you're in this place, oh, in the sky and the clouds, and 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 you and you go, wow, like for me, like in those moments, it's oh, I need to, oh, I just need to be so thankful for what for mm. what I have, like oh, I need to, I need to be so much more patient with my kids, like I like mm. almost immediately, it's this like mm. I need to make sure that I'm really like. Uh, showing appreciation to my wife for who like who she is and like it, like it's just it's this like resetting of like this is the reality of this world we live in it's so awesome how much time have i spent like i don't know like trying to fulfill like a selfish agenda or being frustrated because my expectations mm -hmm. weren't met in that little space that i live in called my home which you know like how instead should i be like uplifting everyone else to like connect those two things yeah. right? if, if that makes sense right um and at the same time you're thinking this is tall brush and it's <laughs> salmon season and i don't want to surprise a bear no because that's not you know it's a that. bad thing so i'm i'm singing yeah okay and i'm just making up songs yeah because you don't want you know be loud and and so i and it's the weirdest <laughs> like the weirdest image if you step outside of yourself going who's this guy like just lunatic wa walking through wandering, the woods singing to himself <laughs> lord thank you you know and like mr bear or whatever and, and it's like <laughs> this picture of but I, that was probably one of the more like significant times because literally like the only time other than sleeping that you were alone right um in a place that's yeah there's bear scat. There's moose scat. There's like it like yeah. it's a, it's a, a little bit wilder than you know Mission Viejo. Or hey. whatever, right? <laughs> well, I I for one am happy that you survived. <laughs> oh, thank you. And that yeah. you uh, made it all the way back to the uh, to, to the to the to the world of the built environments mm -hmm. and all the other things. But but you didn't you didn't just sort of survive to come back. You grew up in this world. You mm. grew up here. You grew up in Orange County. Yeah. Um, so that's your native mm. soil. Mm -hmm. As much as you're, you've always been drawn away from it. Mm. Um, you, you grew up in it. You grew up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you grew up in the church, grew mm. up in a Christian home. Yeah. Eldest of three boys. Yep. Um, growing up Christian, did you go to Christian school, public school? Nope. No, I was uh, public, school public school all the way. Okay. Elementary, middle school. Mark Forrester right down the, down the street there. Oh, right? no way. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and then... San Juan Capistrano. San, so, I, so I started you're... at San Juan Elementary here for the first two years. The, oh, awesome. The, the, the yeah. bilingual deal. Yeah, yeah. Then, we, then we moved to kind of the nicer side of San Juan. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry to my wife, you know, um, who stayed on the other side of the hey. tracks. Hey. But no, but uh, yeah, then 
Ambul Elementary and Marco Forster and then Dana Hills High School. The what was from early days? Like your eldest, that could mean a whole number of things, but your relationship with the Lord early, does it come later? Is it yeah, just because that's what your family does and so whatever? Yeah, for, for me it was, it, was, it was early and it was intentional and it was I, because, you know, my family was at church. We used to go to a church called Christian Mission, which is not too far away. And then, I went there too. Yeah, and yeah, and Whoa. and being you know from an early age, like they do the like during worship, you'd go up and, and pray, or you could like at the foot of the, yeah, the stage, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so I have images of, of doing that with my mom or my dad, or you know, and then you know from the Sunday school, and I, I remember you know I think I must have been five, maybe six when who wants to accept you? Like so like straight from up, an, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, straight up, and then. And I'm also going to like audition for the little salty play thing that we're going to do or whatever, you know, like so heavily engaged, salty, I would the say singing songbook, the singing songbook, uh, you know, <laughs> and local celebrities. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll get we don't that, need to get into that. That's but, Dana Hill's era. Yeah. yeah right. Risky rat. <laughs> yeah. Risky that's, rat. That's a different, different era. So you weren't at church. I mean, you were at church, obviously, because that's where your family and your parents went. But you would say from a very young age, you had a genuine, serious, uh, personal relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, like in elementary school, it was ambulance. So I must have been second or third grade. I remember bringing my Bible to school because I wanted to try to read through the whole thing at third grade yeah let's go and, and and i remember sitting there trying you know and, and i apparently i got bogged down but but like but i remember like wanting that and you know i i don't know if like this is a known thing but i've kind of an extreme personality okay. especially as a younger i was a little yeah. like i was very like black and white right and wrong like and so hardcore G hardcore jesus yeah. is the thing and like so right. we got to read this bible and like and we're going to kiss dating goodbye whenever that came out okay. at that age. Yeah. Like we're going to like, yeah. we're, you know, and, and, and so hold the line, hold the line, <laughs> hold the line. You know, like I was the kid that were, you know, on the, the field, the little fifth graders or whatever would play spin the bottle. Or yeah. they, they do that. You'd Mom go, and dad, you'd go break the bottle. No, I'd, I'd be on, the I'd be on the outside of the circle <laughs> judging judge. Yeah. Kind of, Hey guys, just, kiss you, spin just the so bottle. You know, goodbye. Just, yeah, you shouldn't be doing <laughs> like a little bit. Probably annoying at, self -righteous. at that age. Self-righteous, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. But no, I, yeah, that, and I kind of, I carried that um, through my formative years, I think. I mean, uh, in middle school, I mean, I was the guy with the, remember the Lord's Gym t-shirt? Let's go. Jesus Just bench press, pressing the cross. on cross, bench press, <laughs> oh muscly gosh. Jesus. Of course. I'd wear that and I'd hold oh, the Bible and it was like you couldn't, I was like a... <laughs> You remember the power dudes ripping the phone books and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, I went to see them. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, in like San Diego. Ripping oh phone gosh. books for Jesus. Ripping phone books for Jesus. That was a moment. That was the 80s, man, right there. Oh, yeah. Carmen, the free Carmen oh, concerts. Oh, Carmen. Yeah. I would see. That was my jam. Satan! Yeah. Bite the dust. Yeah. Oh, but we can, that's a whole separate podcast of oh, uh, the Christian gosh. music scene. Man, I was all in it. Yes. DC Talk. Okay. Yep. It's Carmen's Super everywhere. Tones, Carmen. Oh my yeah, gosh. The, so yeah, that was my, my world. We didn't do secular music really. Okay, but this is interesting yeah. because you're not in a Christian school. So no. it's not a perfect bubble, right? It's not like you're just in no, that world, no, even though you're very much in that world. No, and, and so like, you know, the 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 image of, oh, the evil like children doing their spin the bottle. The like, world. Oh, yeah. the world. Like that, that manifests as you get older, right? right? So in middle school, it's, you know, the kids bringing booze in the coke can or like smoking pot or like like that's a thing yeah. you're in public school right. and like there's yeah <laughs> all the things that come with that but yeah I, for whatever i mean by the grace of god and by you know my my parents definitely like cultivated that right it i i, I just i held on to it a lot in, in it that really space. mattered and, and to it, you and it mattered to me and it helped because it, there was a distinction right like yeah. There were other kids who were also, you know, Christians, right? That I, as I got older, like we'd meet at different youth groups or things like that. But, but I, <laughs> but then they would swear or something. And oh, I'd be so like, they're oh, fake. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know this, but you, you swore. That's the world. Yeah. That's the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. That's not cool. Yeah. So you could kind of <laughs> judge them, but I, you know, but. 
it actually protected me from a lot i think growing, yeah. growing up in, in with that kind that of, seriousness that seriousness yeah um and and so yeah all the way through high school i mean like in high school i was i mean i was the guy doing like early morning flagpole prayer meetings and, yeah. and like i was the guy like doing all i you know was in all eight youth groups in Let's southern go. california all of the you wherever know, they just are just kind of float You're... to the different ones right like you know like youth <laughs> well, this group one on star. thursday this one on wednesday you know because you know you you now have your your friends right that are in different churches around orange county and 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 the church that we were going to was relatively small and relatively unknown mm -hmm. and no one from my high school went right, there as, right. you know got cornerstone right um but I think, you know, I was doing a lot of the, the, the Mexico missions trips, right? That became a, a big thing. Like as I, you know, got into like junior year and, and senior year, like I became a, a lifeguard, right, for the, the city of Laguna Beach. And so, and I took an EMT course. And so I started like going down to Mexico as like the medic for the, you know. That's awesome. The, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like very this is the thing. engaged. There's people who are, there's kids who are hardcore about the Lord and everything and legalistic and whatever. And they're very off-putting, and they're not interested in engaging with people, or they're just sort of like you know culturally mm -hmm. lame or whatever. And you know, I didn't know you in high school, obviously, because I wasn't <laughs> here. But you're you are an independent person. You're a leader kind of person. You're mm -hmm. you're not a quiet sort of like oh you know like uh, I can't yeah. believe whatever. And so you're an active person. You're an engaged person. So even though you're sort of strangely serious about the Lord, probably compared to whoever you're around at school, typically, yeah, um, you don't seem easily influenced, and you seem more like the kind of person who would or could influence people rather than just sort of have to disappear from that that world. Yeah. Def I mean, is that fair that's fair yeah. because high school usually takes a lot of people out they think they're whatever and then they just like it's just too much it's yeah. too hard to stand that independent or they get really weird and they only stay around people and they can't be around anybody unless it's like super serious whatever um it can be hard for a teenager to stand on their own two feet in an yeah. independent relationship with the lord if there's not a lot of i mean you're around a lot of youth groups and stuff like that but you're also engaging in an active way with with yeah i mean i you know I, I, I played water polo like i did the locker room thing right i like you know like i was i was i did uh the choir let's like, go yeah, let's do a man for all seasons <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I, you know then i did a couple musicals i let's like, go I, yeah like so i yeah even in the traditional like you know category of like high school things like, well, right the football guys and right 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 and, I, you know, I always, I liked to do different things Whatever, and I yeah. wanted to do, so I did wrestling for a year. I did water polo and swimming. And then I was like, well, I'd like to do, a play, do a play. Let's Why do not? It. Let's, let's do a musical. But that's independent, you know, right? It's not like, Hey, yeah. what's, what's, what are we supposed to do? Or what's allowable or what kind of yeah. box is a, is a guy supposed to jump in? You're like, I'm going to do whatever's interesting. Yeah. And, but in each of those spaces, right, there's, there's, the reality of, of, of kids from different backgrounds, from different right. life experience, from different worldviews, right? And and it's not all like pretty Christian youth group stuff, right? right? It's 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 locker room stuff. It's it's you know high school things. It's yeah. it's drugs. It's sex stuff. It's it's the swearing is still there. Whatever you know, like. Yeah. But but it's I think coming into high school, it, it was I think balancing out a little bit more to like recognize the importance of 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 people of of relationships right, right. Of, of like hey this is the space that, that we're in and, and you know god's worked on me from such a young age i've been i like i i'm very confident in who i am as a, as a created you know boy at that time or a man you know wanting to be a man you know like and, you know like yeah. you think you're you're tough stuff back then but no but like and so, like, really, my my role pivoted, I think, to to trying to just share that. Not so much like in the middle school Bible thumping way, right. but in more of a, hey, like, Jesus is going to come back. Like, so, let's talk about so let's that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, not like being me, no, you know, no, whatever. No. But and so, <laughs> you know, you're not defensive. You have a at this point, you have a strong foundation. Yeah. A genuine relationship with the Lord. You're not in a defensive posture and you're not needing to only be around certain kinds of folk. No. And so you're more 
outward facing. And I guess I'm just seeing that as coming for many people. That's uh, that comes for you earlier than it does for a lot of people mm. who have to like work through high school to figure out what in the world they are into college, yeah. figuring thing out still in our own time. We've talked about this before people in our like demographic, you know, are falling away from the Lord, like left, right and center. It's harder and harder to find guys our age. Let's say, uh, just, yeah. just talking about guys for a second who are walking strong with the Lord through all seasons of life. But to think that, you know, mm. in high school, and again, you're a person, you know, you got your own challenges or whatever, but to think that you're focusing more on, okay, how do I bring, you know, the Lord, the love of the Lord to other people, mm. um, really just says something to the strong foundation you had at that point that you were, you were able to look up and that you were interested yeah. in other people and not just the Christian world or that bubble that you can spend a whole lifetime in. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting reflecting on it. Even, even now, like I mentioned, like the little church we went to, um, was kind of outside of that, that realm of, of, of high school. It was in none of my high school friends went there and, but I developed some really deep relationships with some of my peers at that church who were all very different than me. You know, some of them, um, one of them happens to be my wife at the time, like at, not at the time now. <laughs> We didn't get. It wasn't one of those things. It was. We're not first, that kind of Christian. We got the sign. We got the sign off <laughs> from her parents, so it's cool. But no, no, but like I, I met my wife when I was nine. Like, and so like we came up in, you know, friendship and in trying to be people that that follow the Lord. And I think having kind of that core of peers that we all went to different schools. We all, had, you know, she did the homeschool thing, and I had other friends in, you know, San Clemente or different high schools, and. But we would come back every Sunday and like we were about being close to the Lord and we were about like, and so I think that was a real, I don't know, grounding yeah. thing, right? Because then it's maybe how the church is supposed to be where you're going to say, yeah, you're, you're, that's what you hope. That, that's what that's, we would Yeah, you're recharged, re you're reconnected, yeah. you're, and, and then you're out in the real places of, of the world, um, being who God's you know, to the best of your ability, right? And, and then you come back, oh, well, you know, this was good and this was bad and this was... It's so easy to yeah. have or find the stories of like, the church failed this, the church did this, the church yeah. did this. To just take a moment and say, this church you yeah. guys were a part of grounded you, gave you this foundation, made it possible for you to go out in the world every week yeah. and engage with people and not feel like you were at sea, uh, but to feel yeah. like, okay, there was a place, there were people... Mm -hmm. And, and the Lord was in that place for year after year after year, right? Like mm -hmm. that wasn't a short season. That was the, the, the growing up years yeah. of your life, mm -hmm. um, that the church was what we, again, beg God it will be yeah. in our own time or for our own kids, which is formative, yeah, right? Like decisive or like genuinely mm -hmm. forming you as a person, as a soul. Um, yeah, and I think that's, it's an important distinction because you know i don't, I don't want to like elevate this idea of like the stoic strength of like whoever i was as the firstborn we were right. kid, the and survivor now, and now the survivor person and, <laughs> and all you really have to do is like have this fortitude of like right. strength um it, it's it'll take you so far right and, and then you're just looking inside your own self for stuff that may not always be there right so yeah mm. having that 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 core and quite frankly like it was that specific church in that specific time because I, like I said, I went to other youth groups mm -hmm. for fun and, and, mm -hmm. to, and maybe as an extension of like being with people mm -hmm. that went to high school or went, you know, and, and to minister and to, you know, connect in that way. But really that core in that time, yeah, was uh, real formative, I think. What's interesting then is you decide coming from growing up in public schools but with a strong church mm -hmm. uh, background, you decide that you really want to go to a Christian college. Yeah, and and you're are you already thinking? Because I know you end up um, feeling called to social work and to you know more of the kind of thing you were mm. describing even as a teenager. Mm. You know where are their needs? Where are other people? You know where can I kind of meet people where they're at and that kind of thing. I don't know if that mm. was like I know I'm going to go be a social worker or study this in college, but you go to a Christian college mm. 
um, with a strong foundation. What's okay. the thinking there? And then, yeah, and then yeah. tell us about the Christian college experience. Okay. So, so first of all, <laughs> I didn't want to go to college. Oh, period. Okay. Yeah. Because, I didn't know that. yeah. So remember we were talking a little about the, the extreme kind of, right, thing. right, right. So, oh uh, yeah. I, coming from where I came from, like what I was supposed to do was just leave immediately after high school and go to Africa Okay. And just run. that's you. Yeah, yeah. Like just go to some Whatever's somewhere. The most I, I didn't. Yeah. South, South I Sudan, I think, yeah. was probably the top <laughs> yeah, of the list. That's right. And I was going to do that. And my yeah. parents, to their credit, were like, yeah, like, that's cool. Um, what if you went and got like a skill <laughs> or like to to bring to yeah, yeah. those to people? Sudan, like, yeah. yeah. Like that. And I'm like, oh, OK. But uh, and li- like that was literally at yeah, the end yeah. of high school, something that I had to wrestle with. And but to your, so I, I I had thought through the process. Hey, I've been my whole life in this public school arena. I'd really love to go to a place that would really like it's a Christian. Like I don't have to worry about all this other world stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that I can be cultivated and grown and to this next level. It's like going to yes. a monastery. Yeah, super really Christian. Get the, yeah, yeah, I'm really gonna get the the good stuff, you know. Um, but I also couldn't afford that. We couldn't afford right. a private because you know. It's not free. So expensive. It's actually quite a bit more expensive to do the Jesus school than the regular school. Um, we'll so, have to come back to that later. Uh, yeah, that's a separate <laughs> topic. Uh, but that's partially how I also got involved in the military. Okay. Is, is in my senior year in high school, I, I competed for a scholarship with the Reserve Officer Training Corps, ROTC. Um, and so that was a whole thing where I had to go and talk to people. And, I, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm like, you know, I could... Be an officer. It's like you're, you were motivated for the military to get to the kind of college you couldn't afford. That's pretty much. So that, yeah. that was that was the drive. That's I mean, what, that's, that's, that's like GI Bill. That's like that's the former generation's experience of yeah. like, hey, if you if you put in your time here, you can go anywhere that you couldn't afford to go to college. Yeah, and, that, and that's really how it came. it came up initially. Is like, hey, you could go to an academy and they'll pay for it. And you like look at what an academy is, and you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do well. <laughs> that's like four years of like, yeah. yeah being in the military before you're in the military yeah. except you don't you don't you, know, you have like students you don't get credit you. for yeah, no, it doesn't being count. in the military yeah nobody cares no um, so yeah so I basically had to interview compete or whatever and so I got a scholarship and it was a full ride to the school of my choice so cool for four years and Amazing. so I was like oh cool and so it was really like Biola or Azusa Pacific <laughs> University right was, gotta was go up the road was, was kind of the you gotta know go up the road you know the the two LA. yeah the two spots so i ended up uh going to azusa pacific um and yeah the uh, to answer your question about did i know where i was gonna go with that no i had no idea i went through five majors in the first year and a half pretty right? classic stuff classic stuff Most so people, i was yeah. like well i'm gonna go in as bio pre-med because that's the missionary okay, thing yeah. i should the get medic a, i should get a medical field. degree and like and that. like so I, I i did it the science stuff and i, and I like science and but then I was like, ah, it's just like, it's a lot of work. I, you know, I also, I also want to do like, you know, I mean, I'm at this Christian school, so I'll, I'll do, I'll switch to theology mm. and philosophy, mm-hmm. I'll do a double major. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I switched and I started taking philosophy classes and theology class. And then it was like, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe the theology, I mean, I'm reading my Bible anyway. Maybe I don't need the theology You, you got thing. a Bible right yeah, here. Yeah, so let's do <laughs> philosophy and <laughs> communications with an emphasis in rhetoric and public address. Obviously. And so then I joined the debate team. Okay. Yeah, so then I was doing competitive debating. <laughs> like, I'd fly me out to Ohio yeah. and, like, oh, we do, like... Go. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> it's just... And, then, you know, it, other Christian school circuit, you yeah. know, which is crazy because, you know, I, I do okay with that. i a little quick with the mouth sometimes. But, dude, you're with some of these kids that came up in the homeschool circuit. Oh, homeschool. Who had the like suit and the briefcase when they were, like, seven. Elite. And by the time those guys get to APU or wherever, like... Machines. Just, like, dude. So I did that for a couple of years, but it was more, like, as a hobby. Kind of like doing yeah. the choir or whatever. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I don't need this to be my I don't need thing. to be all in, but... Um, and <laughs> so... At the same time, you know, I, I was kind of like in high school. I was just kind of involved, and I, I got involved in some of the, the leadership stuff. You're a social person. Yeah. You're going like, to be out. You're going to be They have this team that, like, up. welcomes in new freshmen, right? And all the new freshmen have yeah. to do, like, this. They call it beginnings. And it's it's essentially like a a social, like, course. They go It's a whole semester, and it's it goes through all the, like, real-world stuff. There's, like, a Holocaust section. There's, like, Jeez. a... 
sexual assault section. There's like, it's like you go through all, you do the, you know, the strengths finder test to find yeah, out what your classic. strengths are, you know? And so the, like real kind of like he- heavy stuff. And so like I, I had to go through it and then I was like, Oh, I'm going to like do it. So you basically you would have small groups and you'd like talk mm-hmm. them through, like, you know, you do like race and, and, and like all that type of, there's all these kind of like topical things. So like going through some of that and part, part of the training for that is they would, they they take the whole team of these like they call them alpha leaders, and my my wife is cringing at, at the the sound of of me saying that because in her mind it was just the the cheerleader people right uh. oh my gosh we're going to APU <laughs> you know, like which was maybe maybe seventy percent true of, of what, <laughs> but for me it was you know we we'd go up every year for a week to San Francisco and we live at one of those uh, I think it was like a campus crusades for christ but they had a, a location in the tenderloin district of san francisco and so we spend a week in just the 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 underbelly of, of san francisco and we'd go out and we'd talk to people and we'd you know it was it not like a super structured kind of missions field but more of a an, ex, an, an yeah. exposure to yeah. to to life and you'd take that and you'd like for me it was really and I did it a couple a couple of years in a row, and and then I actually went on my own a couple of times to to do just different work in in that area. But but translating the the real eye opening kind of you go to an inner city spot where it's all just out in the open the 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 effects of of sin and the effects of of human suffering and 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 addiction and and violence and and all and all like I mean like blood on the streets. Like it was a pretty pretty gnarly like spot. And then you you go back to this beautiful Christian campus, right? The built environment. And, and, and for me, it was this idea of, of going, you know, all that same stuff is here. Mm. It's just under this veneer. It's under Shiny. this polish. Yeah. And, and so the sin is maybe not as pronounced or whatever, but, but all the same things are right. here. And so in trying to, I think, I, it, it impacted me enough to where I, I, I wanted to, to learn and work in, in that type of field. And like, yeah. and so, so that's kind of where I switched to a, a social work major, which, which was awesome because it's super hands-on and it that's fit really thing. well for yeah. me. Like you do intern every you you know, get year you do internships, you know? Yeah. So I did, yeah, I did a whole year doing homeless outreach with a mental health organization where my whole job was just to show up and then go between like Pasadena and then like Skid Row in LA and hit shelters and look for, transitional age youth which are like folks that that timed out of the the foster care and just try to connect with them hey like we got what do you need man like like and try to link them up with out to get them off the street so like Mm. uh for me that was right right where (laughs) i feel like i i wanted to be or what my my heart was or my 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 skill set or whatever yeah yeah um but that's the like the educational piece like and that's kind of how I arrived at like wanting to do that. At the same time, it was really interesting going through all of that because coming out of the environment that I came out of um, in in Christian land, right? Which is, you know you and I have talked about, but like in the the evangelical experience, right? Of of you know the Christian music and the Christian culture, and like um, you you arrive at college. And there's this recognition as you start taking classes, especially if you start taking courses that are exposing you to some, some more of the, the, the challenges of society or, or, or things that look different than South Orange County, right? Like, and you start recognizing that maybe the, the playbook that you've grown up with, that, okay, what it means to be a Christian is that you don't swear and you, and you don't drink and you vote Republican and you... You don't, you don't like gays and like, like, like you have these kind of five things that you've kind of categorized as what it looks like. You start recognizing that that's, that you don't like that. Like, and, and you, you want to push against that. And, and here you have this whole kind of exposure to, well, like God wants us to, to love the least and God wants us to like take care. And it becomes this real like visceral kind of, shift where you're pursuing a lot of um, social justice a lot of like it's about the love and, and and like a lot of what happened in those 
those formative years it at APU, so I guess that's what, 18 to 23 or whatever, like, it was a transition, I think, that happened where that became a lot more important than actually holding on to, to the truth of the gospel. Mm. It, it, not intentionally, right? Because yeah, yeah. you're going to chapel three times a week. Right. All your professors are, are Christian, quote unquote. Like all the people there are Christians, right? And so you're, you're, you're going to these things. So we're all here. We're all Christian. It's all cool. Except nobody's really having to challenge that. No one's really having to. It's an assumption that's made. So everyone's kind of collective guard or whatever is is significantly lowered and so when you when you operate with that assumption you're not really growing unless you unless you're intentionally going like we talked about like you unless you're finding a church right unless you're you're finding a group of people that can be that like core you're just with everyone and you're all christian and it's all cool and yeah, you know, like we're learning all this stuff and like, oh, the, the Christianity of like our parents is so like dumb. Like, and, and like, why don't they care about people who are, you know, poor or, or different than them or not? You know, like, like and so you, you're, you're, you're doing these things, you're learning this and you're getting engaged. And after a couple of years of that, like it's, it's this, I mean, it's this, this love movement, this social justice movement, all of which is, I, I still think, really like important but it it takes over any of that core pursuit of of the holy spirit daily impacting and challenging and 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 other brothers or sisters like daily impacting and and challenging and and you know that iron sharpening iron like like that gets kind of collectivized into this well yeah yeah we're we're doing that but like of course but what about but what about what, you know, and like, so I think if I reflect back on, on the years I spent there, like a lot of, I mean, good, like educational and like exposure and like, and being like open to like that other side of like, it's not just about like this conviction of, of righteousness, right? It's that needs to be in, in concert with, with this real, like, ability and, 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 and willingness to, to engage where it's uncomfortable or where it's different or where it's, you know, and, you know, I, you know, I've talked a lot about even like some of the, the political stuff now and, and, and like things like the Anne campaign where you're, you're trying to mm-hmm. find a tension between this compassion and conviction, like in that time for me, it was a, a pivot from one to the other. Right. It, and so by the time you, you hit your senior year, you, you, you're almost burnt out because if your only pure emotion and your only pure, you know, looking for how you support those that are, you know, less than you and you're, or you're, or you're, or you're, or you're rejecting the idea of like a traditional conservative evangelical kind of thing. Like there's maybe a space for that, like where you can critique, but, but if it's a, an all or nothing kind of approach, a lot of my friends, a lot of even in myself, like you arrive at the end of your your tenure and you're depleted. You're mm. just you're drained of you've you've heard so many speakers, you've heard so many chapels, you've been around everyone who's a Christian for all all the time, right? And and then you see people that are just they're done with it. Mm. We, we did we did this like we did our our due diligence in the christian, christian world sends them off yep and so then then <laughs> you're sent off into the world other and you're like life. i know everything about like uh-huh. how dumb regular christianity is right i you know I, I think we need to be more about you know these kind of social constructs and and about how we like you know save the world except i don't know how much i know jesus anymore right, right? and and I think to varying degrees, but uh, it was, I, I distinctly remember we had a campus pastor, but I think they fired halfway through, but, but he, he would say stuff like that. He would say, if you're not like finding a church and following Jesus, like you didn't come here, you shouldn't have come here just for the educational benefits, which, you know, <laughs> pissed off all the teachers and all the professors and all the administration. Cause they, you know, 
you know, we're an accredited university. And so they're big on that. But, but he'd say, why did you come to a Christian university if you're not going to actually, like, like, what are you doing here? And, and quite frankly, like that, that was, that was the experience of, I think, looking back at APU, it was probably, a, probably a lost opportunity, probably mm. missed opportunity because it's so easy to just go with, it's all good. It's all positive. Well, and like you said, I mean, it's so nuanced, right? Because, and this became a generational thing, which is you're exposed to things where you may be given some tools or some insights in order to yeah. deconstruct some of the yeah. genuinely problematic elements of 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 an evangelical, mm-hmm. um, you know, faith or world, let's say. And yet, the the new salvation is you know we're the change we want to see you know you're, you're talking about this thing that and 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 you're talking about in the only outcome of of that being a pivot and not a tension where you mm-hmm. can find a reconstructed you know re-centered re-grounded you know biblical you know faith that's true but that has matured and opened up to people who are left out and people and yeah. right that not nuance, mutually exclusive right. yeah like it's but so many in our experience have have deconstructed and never rebuilt anything and and what's so interesting is you describe it on the high side as it's exhausting you, you get burned out on everything and you get really disenchanted on any christian claim for anything anymore because you you as you said it's like you know too much you know it all you've heard it all yeah. and it and if it doesn't if it's not hitting anymore and all you see is how problematic or messed up it is. Um, it became Christian college that that whole trajectory you just described um, became like the exit ramp for a lot of people to leave the faith and have not returned. Yeah, I would imagine many of the people yeah. you went to school with that yeah. would have been the case. I mean, yeah, because there's also that that very common undercurrent of like we all also have to get married right like right away <laughs> yeah. because that's that's what you do that's why you go to it's christian the college MR, mrs degree <laughs> right the, right but looking back on that there's a lot of divorces i can point to yeah. right unfortunately i mean unfortunately yeah. right because like there are some priority things that you <laughs> we're here to be christians and get our super christian education and find our husband and wife and get married real quick and then it's all going to be good but then when the reality of that is by the time you you end you're like yeah okay i'm yeah that was i don't know yeah and then you go off to do whatever you're going to do like there is a lot of unfortunately like yeah destruction in the in the wake of that and and it's also interesting to think about like you know half of my friends got for lack of a better term, professional Christian degrees in like youth, a youth ministries degree, right? A, a degree where now their job is to literally go find a church in order to support themselves as people. And, and they're, you know, yet they're already over it (laughs) or potentially, potentially. And you know, and I I don't want to like speak for everyone, but like my, like that was definitely like a thread and it seems it always struck me as such an interesting thing because that was kind of my my thought before was well yeah like the ultimate goal of being a good Christian is you should be I mean gotta, become a professional Christian be in ministry either like a doctor yeah. David Woods kind <laughs> of pastor or like a missionary or at the very least like a fun youth group leader something, right like something. you have to yeah. have something something real um, that because otherwise what are you doing you're just like you're gonna get a job tryouts like yeah. a regular dumb job and that's not cool no. like have kids and in a white picket fence uh. and like live in the suburbs. Oh my gosh. Like terrible. But I think about that sometimes cause I, I, I still run into some of those folks periodically and I, and I think, gosh, like, like that's your work is to like progress. Like I ran into one of the guys that I, that I knew from that time that is at a local church. Um, and he started as the youth guy and, now it's however many you know a decade later and now he's like worked his way up to like the community like pastor of of a large orange county church and I just i don't know not more power to to you know the the work that god can do in in whatever construct but it strikes me as so 
so interesting that becomes your your drive is not necessarily what god is doing it but this is literally my 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 work is to perpetuate this organization and to make sure that i keep it a certain way because that's literally my livelihood right so that's an interesting thing um you did not i didn't get a professional go to the ministry christian degree Daniel, you went Not to yet. war. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so after all that, no. I was like, well, I'm out of here, man. Youth group or <laughs> war. That's our time, my friends. If you would like to support the podcast, please do subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you would like even more content and to become a patron of the podcast, head on over to FromBabylonWithLove.com. Click on newsletter and sign up there. Until then, many thanks to producer Zach Leach for all the twists and turns and to Lonesome and Muddy, the only house band that'll survive the apocalypse. This has been From Babylon 